On this episode of Off Course Agility, my guest is Linda Lavalette from Upper Michigan. And today on Off Course Agility, my guest is Linda Lavalette from Michigan. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Ed. It's nice to talk to you. Same here. I have never met you. I have been in Michigan, but I understand you are in the upper part of Michigan. Again, I have never made it up there, but I have uh, been down in the lower part. Uh, I did uh, have a... uh, I have a little interest in Christmas decorations and stuff. And I went to Bronner's in uh, Frankenmuth, I think it's called, is yeah. the town, yeah. where they have a giant superstore, Christmas superstore. It was quite an interesting visit. I really enjoyed going there. But I know that's quite a bit. Uh, it's, the, it's the other section of Michigan. It is the other section. Yes, Michigan has two peninsulas, and I'm in the upper peninsula, and we have a third of the land area and 3% of the population. So we're mostly trees and lakes. Wow. Did, I'm just curious, because even in my small state of New Jersey, we kind of have a North Jersey and we kind of have a South Jersey. And there's some peculiar, you know, the North Jersey people have certain things. And then the people in South Jersey, is there a, any type of th- like, uh, thing like that in the, the upper Michigan and the lower Michigan? Oh, for sure. The people that live in the upper peninsula in the UP, we are called Upers, And we are a different breed from the people that live in the lower peninsula. Um, those people we call trolls because they live below the bridge, which is the Mackinac okay. Bridge that joins the two peninsulas. Okay, that 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 makes that makes sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, all right. So thanks for that little bit on Michigan. So as I do with everyone, I guess I'll, uh, I as I start, I ask, how did you uh, discover agility? Well, I had a new dog. Uh, uh, She was about a year old and I had taken an obedience class and she did really well. And then some people from our club started doing agility and they offered an agility class and I took it. I took it one year, one summer and it was like, yeah, whatever. And then the next summer I took it again and got serious about it and I was hooked. All right. And I know when you emailed me, uh, you had mentioned to me, is the club that you took the agility with the one that you had mentioned in your your email? Are you there? Yes, I am. I'm sorry, I missed. Something got lost. Okay. Uh, I was asking the club that you started taking agility classes is that the club that you had mentioned in your email to me when we were setting things up it is it's the Badenac kennel club and it's located in escanaba michigan which is uh southern upper peninsula and uh, we offer besides agility and obedience we um have uh, nose work and rally obedience and confirmation. We, we kind of do it all. If, if somebody has an interest in it, somebody, you know, offers a class and, and other people take those classes. So uh, the Bay Dinoc Kennel Club, I had 
looked it up online and I saw a picture. It looked like your club has a really nice big building and nice fields. Has that club always had that nice facility? Um, no, when we started, we uh, rented a building at the fairgrounds. And over time, we raised some money and we purchased this big building it's uh, very nice. It's got rubberized floors, um, all the equipment you could ask for. We have a very nice outdoor agility field, and we have a second building that used to belong to our local animal shelter. It was on the it's shared property, and uh, the shelter moved to a different facility, so we've got that, and we have our meetings there, and uh, when we have trials, we have lunches there, and um, so we have two nice buildings and a beautiful field. That's that's very nice. I, I, as I said, when I looked at looked it on uh, online, I was like, I was very impressed. Um, so uh, we we are very fortunate like to have a very nice facility. A lot of clubs don't. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So so you took you took agility classes with that club, and then at what what time frame what what back when was was it, that was probably about 2000 and our our club maybe a year or two later offered a trial a UKC trial and i thought why not you know if not now then when so i entered the trial with my dog and honestly i don't remember how we did but it, <laughs> that didn't matter at that point Right. Yeah. <laughs> then when you start, it's just uh, you're, you're, if the dog kind of follows what you're asking them to do, you're usually happy. With yeah. That. Get through the course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember that. And I, that I, with kind of a dog that's still an intro and Natick, I that's still the way I feel. <laughs> so that was a, a UKC trial. And what other venues have you? done over the years well our club was ukc for years and years so i i've done a lot of ukc i've tried akc haven't been really fond of it and i've done quite a bit of nadac in the last few years okay very good and since i don't know you and i've never even been at a trial with you what kind of dogs do you run over the years. Um, I started out with a Border Collie mix. She was a shelter dog. She um, was, unfortunately for me, she was perfect. My next dog was uh, another shelter dog. He was a hound mix. And again, unfortunately, he was perfect. And now I'm... A hound that was perfect? Yeah. Oh, he was <laughs> a little workhorse. I could point him to the course and show him the map. And he'd say, yep, I got this. See you, later. See you at the end. He ran until he was 17. Wow. Yeah, well, at the end, it was just NADAC intro, intro um, hoopers, intro jumpers at four inches, and just to let him be on the course. And he ran with a smile on his face just every time. That's nice. Yeah, that's nice. And and that's that's one of the nice things about NADAC. You do have those other, those ground type. Uh, classes that you can run when your dog gets older. Oh, yeah. And they can still participate. Because they still want to play. They don't know that they can't jump anymore and and that you don't want them on the contact obstacles. Right. Yeah. So, I, being that I have only ever done NADAC, 
Um, could you just tell me a little about uh, UKC and what what classes and what's di- I guess maybe kind of what maybe is different between NADAC and what's the options there in that just in general? Sure. Um, UKC is uh, an offshoot of the original NCDA agility and their focus is on precision before time before speed. So um, you need to get on and off your contact obstacles straight. That's something that they um, require. They have some unusual obstacles that other um, venues don't use anymore. They have the box, they have a swing plank, a sway bridge. They have nine weave poles. Well, now they've got six, nine, or 12, but they started out with nine, which was kind of difficult to do transition from and to. Um, Scoring is you start with a perfect score of 200, and then you um, take off points for things that you miss or do wrong. Um, So it's more like obedience scoring. Okay. And then is it, is there a time component? There is a too? time component. So if you run the course perfectly and get a score of 200 and the next person does too, the person with the fastest time would get the higher placement. Okay. I got it. So, so there's a, a score component and a time component for like the place. Right. Yeah. So um, the person uh, another uh, person might have a faster time, but if they've been dinged a couple of points, then the slower time would have a higher a higher placement. Right. Okay. Got, yeah, I got it. Which which is one of the, which is one of the weird things when you you know NADAC is is you know it's really whether you run clean and it's really just time. However. If you ever go to NADAC champs, that's when the scoring changes a bit there. So at champs, uh, you you kind of do a little bit like what you said. They usually, usually your run starts with a certain amount of points, and then they subtract all the faults, and they subtract your time. And then that's how they score at NADAC championships. So it's a different, you know, you run NADAC rules all the time at trials, but then when you go to champs, things do change a little bit. Not that I've ever run at champs, but I've gone there as an observer. So just uh, just saying what that type of sto- scoring, it's not totally off from what I've Right, and it's, it's a different mindset when you're thinking about it. It is, because if, if it's like weave poles, a perfect example. Like if you go through and your dog pops the weave poles, like on the 10th weave pole, <laughs> Do you really, it's going to be a 20 point fault in NADAC. Do you really want to go back and try again and waste the time there or just say the heck with it? But this is only a champs. Right, right. (laughs) Just the heck with those set set of 12 weed poles and just keep running the champs course. Those are the things that, that's how it it changes a bit when you go to NADAC champs from a regular NADAC trial. (laughs) It does. Okay, that that's so on like some of those different obstacles you were saying that I I'm not 
I, I think I know what a sway bridge is and not sure I know what a box is exactly. Um, a box is a square of PVC. It's four inch PVC and um, I don't know, maybe 30, 36 inches square and the dog has to go in it and sit there for five or sit, stand, you know, be in the box for five seconds. Oh, um, kind okay. of like the table in other venues, except it's right. a box on the floor. Oh, interesting. Okay. And are those all those obstacles in like, I guess, what would be the standard or the regular? Well, I, I, UKC Agility has three classes, Agility 1, Agility 2, and Agility 3. And um, there are certain obstacles in Agility 1. Um the teeter, um, there can be a window jump. They, um, in Agility 2, there is the weave poles, and you'll see the box and the um, swing plank and sway bridge. And then in Agility 3, you can get obstacles from either of those two classes. Okay. So I, you can see I don't know anything about UKC um at all so is it then that's the only class i mean is there like a jumpers class no it's just those three um actually in 2021 okay. there are some new rules coming out and there will be some new classes there's going to be a tunnelers and a jumpers and i don't remember what the third one is um the, rule, the rules haven't okay. been published yet all right all right very very interesting. You know, it's just one of those things. Like, I have never done any, uh, I've occasionally, I think I've gone and watched a CPE trial once, but I really haven't even seen that many other uh, venues that have not participated in any, that's for sure. So it's just curiosity. Yeah, on my part. yeah. And uh, our club um, puts on UKC trials. Last year, we added a CPE trial. And this year we were supposed to add NADAC, and we all know how that happened, how that fell out. Yeah, this year, yeah, yeah this year has been very disappointing uh, due to this whole yeah. virus thing. Very, very disappointing. Uh, anyway, I think we will take a quick break, and then we will. Uh, okay. This is Ed Peters, your host of Off Course Agility. I hope you're enjoying this episode of the podcast. If you like what you hear, I encourage you to tell your friends about us on social media or directly at a trial. You can tell them they can find the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on our Anchor Home platform, which is pointed to by our website, offcourseagility.com. If you'd like to comment on our episodes, please send us an email at offcourse at optimum.net. And I'm back with uh, Linda Lavalette from Upper Michigan. When uh, we were setting this uh Guest appearance up. You had mentioned to me that you are a UKC judge. So uh, you are technically, I think, my first 
guest who has been or is a judge in any venue. So I'd like to ask you, uh, why do you want to become a judge? Well, I love doing agility. I love seeing other people run their dogs. And it just seemed like a, a fun way to combine those two things. Um, it was 2013 that I, I became a judge. And um, I've been judging mostly local, close to home, our trials, our club's trials, that is, and um, lower Michigan and uh, Wisconsin clubs. Um, two years ago, I was invited to judge the UKC premiere, which is in Kalamazoo, Michigan. It's their big show where they have um, all the different dog sports, confirmation. It, it's a huge show. Um, and then that same summer, I was also invited to judge at the Washington Classic in Washington, near Seattle, Washington. Okay, that's 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 interesting. Now, once again, since I don't know much about UKC, I'll ask this. It might be a dumb question, but it's not to me. Uh, you're a judge for agility, or are you? A judge oh, I'm for just agility? a judge for agility. That's where my interest lies. Is is agility? I, you know, other people get into obedience and all those other things, but I, I just like agility. No, that's that's perfectly <laughs> all right. I yeah. was just curious. So, just from um, curiosity, question: what what is like the process with the UKC to become a judge? Um, Basically, you fill out an application, and it's reviewed by somebody at UKC. Um, you take a little test, um, you know, on your knowledge of the rules. And, of course, it's open book, but you need to know the rules. Um, and uh, they approve it. And, oh, and also you have to be an apprentice judge at three trials with somebody else who is letting you help and you know over the course of the three trials um those judges let you do more and more yeah right okay that's interesting i don't totally I, talking to you about being a judge definitely means i i need to reach out to some nadac judges because i'd like to talk to them but i do know the nadac process is is a bit similar i know you must somehow fill out an application and i do know you uh i've been to trials where there's been two judges and it's because one of the judges is exactly how you described it's a judge um that's you know beginning they're being supervised by a more experienced judge and i know that happens for a few trials and then you become to be a full a full judge and i forget the nadac term i think it's like uh, oh i don't know i'm not going to even guess but they i know they have different levels of right and and nadac requires you to go out uh west to to work with amanda or chris and uh they require you to be at a clinic right. out there too. Yes, they have judging judging clinics. Yes, I know, and I, that is true. I'm aware of that too. And I think you have to do that when you're you first become yeah. A, yeah. a judge. 
Do you ha do you have an interest in becoming? I an do. Um, it was kind of on my plan to do that this year. Um, things kind of fell apart, so then I was thinking of next year. And you know, now with the pandemic, there's uh, no way that this year would work, anyways. So yeah, I I would like to become a NADAC judge. Right. You do have to be an elite, and I'm not quite an elite yet, but I've been I've That's been right. Yeah, I remember talking to judges at trials, and I, I do remember asking, um, I think Pat Daggett I had asked one time, like, how do you become a, a judge? And he had said, you had to have a dog in elite. I remember that. Yep, I'm, I'm not quite there, but I've done enough NADAC, and I understand the courses. I would hope that maybe I could get a pass on that, but, you know, we'll have to see when the time comes. <laughs> Right. Or you might just have to wait until There's you get your dog to. up to a league. <laughs> you might have to do you might have to be the do the quick Oh the quick no, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> not doing that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, that's the thing with everybody. And that's one of the things in NADAC. Because it's so personal. Like in NADAC, you can you can do your three cues at novice and three cues at open and hey, you're an elite. Or you can you can go up and go get your superiors in novice and open and that's what i did you know my first dog in nada was my beagle dino and he i knew i would right in the beginning i knew i was never probably going to make it to elite so i just decided i'm going up through all the levels and that was my goal and that's one of the great things about nadac you can do it however that's you like true and every person every team is different so that is a nice thing that you can you can do three and up or you can do 10 and up or anything in between right and what dogs do you currently have that you're doing? Well, currently I've got three Border Collies. Um, Carney is my oldest. She's 10. And she would she would rather be doing anything else than agility. So I take her with me when we go and I let her run one or two things just to get her out of the crate, just to let her move. And I have absolutely no expectations for her. If she gets a cue, great. Um, my middle dog, he's, he's eight now, Twister. He was doing fantastic until a shoulder injury. So now we do the ground games. Um, once in a while, I'll jump him and he'll tell me if, I, if he's jumped too much. Um, and I have a puppy. He's not quite a year and a half, Makaja. And he's my prospect for, for um or any agility, really. He's the one that I've got all my hopes and dreams on. And okay, we're, yeah. we're, we're getting there. Yeah, well, like like I said, my my guy Trace now. He's he's just. I mean, we were only really an intro, and it it just hurts so much, especially me in New Jersey, because I don't have. We, I mean, we can't do anything. We're, we're, like my, my agility school is closed. It's, I don't have a big, beautiful facility like your club does. So it's, it's rough right now. We're not doing much. So <laughs> my hopes that maybe this year I would make it to novice is probably not going to happen because the trials I go to, they're all being, you know, canceled even even ones like in august and stuff now because 
it's just you know people don't know if people are going to travel and attend the trials it's it's just it, it is situation. a bad situation our club has canceled trials three trials so far um and our club is closed to to anybody but a club member currently but uh, we are doing video trials a group of us have gotten together on uh saturday mornings and we're doing a couple video runs and um, we are having an official video trial that uh, I, Chris Nelson had a email about them where uh, they will reimburse the club for club sponsored video trials. So we're going to be doing that in a couple weeks in lieu of a real trial. Um, oh, very that's that sounds interesting so i'm curious under just curious so in for this in michigan right now so uh i don't know what your can your governmental rules are but are people then wearing masks and trying to socially distance while they attend that video trial because i mean that's obviously not a real trial so but it is. I mean, the courses are real, so you still have to walk it, and you still have to do your one try of running at it. Tell, okay, tell well, we're limiting it to 10 people, um, and that's the, the rule in Michigan currently is small groups, and uh, so we're limiting it to 10 people. Um, we are requiring masks if you're walking the course. Um, our agility committee are the people who are going to be setting the courses. We're going to ask the people running to stay by their cars unless they're either running or getting ready to run. So we're going to keep the physical slash social distancing. Uh, we won't require masks when you're running, but we will every other time when you're near people and uh, just trying to keep people from congregating together. Normally, we, we like to get together. This is a really social group. We like to get together and have meals and, you know, just sit around and talk about things. Right. Um, none of that's going to happen. So. Right. Well, that's, I mean, what you're saying, that's what, <laughs> you know, that is what we all are missing because, it, you know, one of my, I think was maybe my fourth episode where I talked about why we trial. Part of the reason people trial is the social interaction. And what you're saying is, I mean, I've gone to so many trials where, where maybe one night there's a, you know, after the trial, there's a potluck or, or there's like a pizza party and that you get to socialize with the people that are at the trial. And, it, and that's why it's, it makes it more fun. But now Right. Yeah, it, it's difficult. And, you know, my best friends are my agility friends, either here locally or, or the people that I see at other trials. And it is difficult right now. Yes, I, I'm, I'm totally with you. We, you know, that's the thing with agility. It's like when, you know, I have the trials over the years that I've gone to. And then, you know, I see certain people at certain trials and those... Those are, you know, they're, they're, they're my agility friends that I meet at those trials. And uh, I'm not going to those. I don't get to see those people now. How, see how they're doing, seeing how their dogs are progressing. Uh, you know, that's, that's part of the 
fun of agility and and since you you obviously must enjoy it since you've even become a judge and and i've always wondered why would someone you know you know not run with their own dogs and just be there all day watching other people run their dogs you must enjoy watching i love watching other people and i like watching the 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 handling that other people do because you know some people are just such fantastic handlers especially in NADAC. Um, yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it, well, yeah, we're, we're, we're both missing it, but I'm glad for you, you have a nice club that you can uh, at least still use your facilities and, and still keep up your training. It sounds like, whereas I'm, I'm like, uh, I can't, I can't do much. I go over to my sister's backyard, but I mean, we can set like four obstacles. It's like, that. that's just training sequences. It's not, you know, you can't do anything sure. really much. So this morning, I, it's, it's a beautiful day in New Jersey today. This morning I was uh, trying to get him to do a, just a sick uh, weave poles, just a set of six. And uh, I had the guy wires on it. It was, he was doing okay, but uh, that yeah, that was the thing. Like, I really had hoped that I could get him to be doing weave poles this year, and I really need to. That's something I can definitely work. Yeah, so I got to keep working on that in my sister's. <laughs> yeah, yep. my uh, my youngest. Uh, I taught him weave poles in my driveway in the winter, in the middle of the snow, and uh, okay. Then the weather got to the point where I couldn't be outside. It got muddy and our building closed. And so he kind of lost his weaving ability. So I'm retraining that right now. Yeah. Yeah. Because we both, I mean, once a dog has it, they tend not to forget it, but he, he, you know, he never really had it yet. He's an intro dog. So all of last year, I mean, other than I, I did enter a few, um, I have a per. Uh, I'll share this personal thought about things. Uh, a lot of people wouldn't agree with me, but it's okay. But like I've, since he doesn't really do weed pulls, like some of my the last trials I did do last year, I I just said I'd rather enter novice weavers where there's three chances at weave pulls than intro weavers where there's only one. So like I would do the novice course and then we'd go to the first set of weaves and I'd see how he did. But then if he didn't do it, we'd move on, do some, whatever the other, you know, the tope, the tunnel and come back to another set and see how he would do it. That set. And I don't remember if I ever, even, I think I, maybe on one course, I got one set of weave poles, but yeah. we just weren't there, but I hated an intro that I only had one chance at it. it right. Like, oh, yeah. I'm at least you get to play a little bit longer in novice. That's right. If you could, you could say, okay, let's leave this yep. set. We'll go do the rest. Yeah. Cause an intro, once you you're leave done, set, right. that's yep. it, you're done. <laughs> it's just, it's just always been my uh, personal thought about uh, if your dog's really not there yet, I'd rather enter novice, uh, novice weavers than, yeah. than intro. What, maybe once he gets it, then I might do an intro or two just to, to help. Sure. Yeah, you know you're not going to get a qualifying <laughs> score anyway, so you might as well just have fun on the course. 
That's right. That's that's what I yeah. So I'd rather put my ten dollars on the the on the on the class where I can have three shots at it. Yeah, yeah. I can only get the one <laughs> shot on it. <laughs> oh yeah. So well, I'm glad I'm glad that you you're you'll have a little bit better situation there in uh, in Upper Michigan that uh, you at least occasionally can uh, do a video. Video yeah, or a video trial. We're we're planning our we're hoping to be able to do a video run a video trial once a month and you know we don't know what the uh, situation will be in July or August or September but maybe we'll be able to have more than ten people and maybe we won't have to wear masks but right. you know meanwhile our group is practicing once a once a week and we're setting a video course. Or setting a course and videoing it, right? Yeah, and that sounds great. It really does. I'm I'm glad that you have that. Oh yeah, that ability. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I think we're kind of getting to the end of it. Is there anything else you want to share? Is there anything you want to mention about uh, NADAC or anything? that? Uh, um, my dogs, my club, about? my judging NADAC, I think we're pretty, pretty well have covered it. Um, yeah. We've covered yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Well, um, I will thank you for uh I'm th as so far, most of my guests have reached out to me and I really appreciate it. And you reached out to me to say that uh, you had listened to some of my podcasts. I thank you very much um, for I guess that's a question. Uh, I was doing a podcast. search. I'm a big podcast listener and I was searching for dog podcasts and your yours turned up. It it sounded interesting because you were okay. NADAC focused. Right. Okay. Thank you. And you know, uh, in the very beginning, uh, and I, I'm enjoying doing these, but in the very beginning, that's why I started it. I was looking for some agility podcasts and I didn't find many. And I listened to one episode or two and I was like, this, this is just not, this one's not for me. And my sister said, wait, you know, there should really be somebody focusing a bit on NADAC. And mm -hmm. She talked me into it, and I said, okay, I'll give it a shot. I'll try, and uh, I'm glad you found me, and I'm glad you reached out because I've enjoyed uh, talking to you, and I'm, I've enjoyed talking to everyone I've, I, I'm having on the podcast because we all, we all do agility, and we all enjoy it for uh, the reasons. Exactly, yeah. Are. I'm glad you're doing this podcast, and I've, I've enjoyed listening to you over the couple months that I've, since I found you. Okay. Thank you very much. And you're welcome. Thank you for being my guest. A few final thoughts to close out this podcast. I want to thank Linda Lavalette for getting in touch with me and volunteering to be a guest. All my guests recently have reached out to me and I appreciate that very much. If you'd like to be a guest, you can reach out also. Just send me an email at offcourse at optimum.net. I was looking at the NADAC calendar, and currently 
the trials, the few remaining trials for May and the trials for June, I would say about greater than 50% are on the calendar as canceled at this point. Of the ones that remain, I don't know, maybe they will be happening and maybe they won't. Things are changing with the coronavirus, so there is some help for some of you across the country to maybe be able to trial this year. Unfortunately, personally, for my sister and myself, the trials that we would be going to now in June and July and August uh, have been canceled. We normally go to the Northeast Agility Trials in uh, Sugarbush, New York, and Dummerston, Vermont, uh, that are in June, and they have a three-day trial in August, and they have canceled all their trials for 2020. And I totally get the rationale. They're worried their trials have always been small trials. They're worried that not all the competitors and handlers that normally sign up will sign up. I totally get that. There's a lot of unknown right now. Uh, even I, I don't know if I would travel for a trial right now. There's just a lot unknown about the virus right now. And uh, people worry about a resurgence. And um, I think there's a, <laughs> you know, having attended many trials over the year, the uh, trial community is not necessarily all young people. There is, you know, a vast range of ages and uh, the virus does affect older people uh, more detrimentally than younger people. So I totally get that rationale. And uh, Linda had mentioned that their club have, has canceled their trials and they're trying to do uh, video trials, uh, you know, video runs for their club members. And, and that makes a lot of sense. And it's just, as I've mentioned a few times on the recent podcast, I am jealous uh, because currently I really have no, uh, uh, no video uh, trial or video run capability uh, that's easy for me. But that's my, my case. For those that you can still trial, and whether it's video or, or in the future, going to a real trial, I wish you happy trialing.